So, what's the most depressing thing you could hear as a kid from your parents? Um, I rather not say from experience, but it's got to be something about like being a failure, right? Like from movies. Okay, that's just that, that's actually terrible. But I was going with, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Good cliche right there. Yeah, like failure, disappointment, right? Yeah. So, dear AHL, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Do you know where I'm going with this? No. What What, what do you have against the AHL? Nothing. You know, I think it's a, it's a good league. I think they get what they need done. But I think they made a very poor decision last night. What did they do last night, Olsen? So they, the rule book states that since the game hasn't started yet, um, since there was a medical emergency in the Marley's dressing room, the Marley's had to forfeit because the players refused to play so this isn't them making you know like a political statement or anything. It's that their assistant coach had a medical emergency, and the players did not feel comfortable, and had and decided not to play. And personally, I think that's the the right decision. You know, um, I get why they say you have to forfeit. You know, the logistics of planning is just really complicated. But this is one of those situations where I think it makes sense for them to really say, you know what? No. And, you know, I'm very happy, very, very thankful that the Maple Leafs organization was fully on board with this because, you know, they could have been like, yo, this is like two points or three points. Like this is, this is what we do and just buck up, you know, but I think a lot of these players, especially when you're in the minor leagues, you're taking those long bus rides. You may not always have the the benefit of flying. These guys are your family, and I'm very, I'm not a, I'm not on the Marlies or the Leafs. I'm really proud of those guys saying, you know what? There are more important decisions to make here, and there are more important priorities than hockey. Hockey is what. If you're lucky, you get five years, ten years in your career. But these guys are family, and I think it's on the league to really identify and say, this is the situation, and it's not what anyone intended to do, and it should be postponed, or just, if the logistics don't work out, cancelled. And just that I think if the teams are okay with it that's what it should be no and yeah. if, you, if you look at the NHL Rich Peverly years ago when he had a heart attack on the bench they just played the second and third period again uh, at a later date and I think it's double importance because they're playing against the Texas Stars who are the Dallas Stars AHL affiliate so this has happened to their parent club before and I think they have resources that would help them identify what the situation called for and how they can they can approach the situation. I, I, I don't know. For me, it's just like 
there's no point of me being angry about it. It's just I wish I could have seen there's something better out of it. Yeah, I think it would have been. I think it would have been understanding if that they made a better decision besides. Well, I mean, I think they made the decision at least not to play the game. It was the smartest decision out of all of it. Like, I don't think you can put, especially with the All Star. I mean, sorry, with in the AHL where most of your players are younger. Like, you and th- these health medical emergencies are not something that are very easy to digest. And if people haven't seen the news, which I actually didn't know about this, so Marley's assistant coach, Rob Davison, um, he suffered a grand mal seizure uh, in the dressing room ahead of the Marley's Stars game. So if you've never seen a grand mal seizure in real life, I have personally... I have not. They're not something. They're 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 traumatizing, to say the least. Like, of most seizures, grand mal seizures are the ones that are quite severe. So that's why I would definitely say that I think it's a good decision by the Marlies. I think just because with the rules, they, I mean, that's why I think, they had to. I mean, when the word seizure comes up, just in general, I think that's enough to be like. Okay, like this is more serious than like a a cold or something like that, right? Like that's enough where it's scary enough where it's just okay. Maybe it's just let's not play the game. There's more important things in life. Yeah, and I think with like with what has happened, I think you're gonna see. Not, I don't think there's gonna be like I wouldn't say like there's gonna be a rule change that says like if there's a medical emergency that you have to. Like, you can't, like, it's a, like, it's a, like, I think the forfeit, you have to put that in just because with events like this, it's hard to, you know, coordinate another game. I, I get, like, the, with the Mar- AHL, right, you, sometimes they play, like, three games in a row. They're actually, I think they're actually playing tonight. They are, but why not just cancel the game? I think the teams will, are okay with that fact if they just cancel the game. Like, yeah. I think the Leafs or the Marlies are definitely okay with, with it being canceled and being a forfeit, of course. And I can't imagine the Stars making a fuss out of it, to be honest. Just for as simple as PR reasons alone. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. But, like, I'm like, I'm thinking, look at the standings. I know the Marlies are in the playoffs, but are the Stars in the playoffs right now? But I, like, even if the Stars aren't in the playoffs, I feel like... It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. It like, shouldn't matter. Um, and at the end of the day, like, if the Texas Stars say this is a problem, I can't imagine the Dallas Stars not picking up a fuss themselves just because of the history with Rich Peverly and it happening before. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine that being a, a situation, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And well, currently both uh, both teams sit outside the playoffs. Uh, so I think I think what we just need to say is um, we hope Rob Davison has a full recovery from his yeah. uh, medical emergency. Uh, I even like personally, I think like they shouldn't even play again tonight because. Uh, I, th- I think I'm okay with Can them you think about, playing again like, tonight, your... to be honest. 
Like, can you think about you're going back into the same dressing room as what happened last night? I know, like, I know, that's but it's a just like traumatic. But they, but I think he released a statement saying that he's all right and everything, right? So, like, I personally don't have much of a problem with it playing tonight. Yeah, I. Well, I guess maybe it's just me I, because I've seen grand mal seizures before, and I think that like it's hard to walk back into the same room. I would think so. Uh, I mean, all right. Yeah, I'll, I'll say the last thing we'll say on this. I think. Okay. Um, hope that he's feeling better, and um, yeah, I think the one. I, I think the last thing I really want to point out was that you can't say hockey is a family. And then pull this out. I mean, that's the, my biggest issue. But I think thoughts are with him and his family and the, and the players. But that's my two cents. <laughs> yeah, I it, it was an unfortunate incident, and you know I, I, yeah, I think it's we just hope the best for Rob Davidson and his family, um, the Marlies organization, the Stars organization. I think the AHL in general. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all we can really say about it right now. Yep. All right, so on to happier topics. So we got not one, but two gold year candidates this week. Uh-huh. Did you see those? I saw one of them live. Well, not one of them live. I mean, like one of them on the stream in the moment. And Ooh. the other I saw as a highlight. So, before uh, we start talking about that, let's start the show proper, shall we? You're listening to the Bag of Pucks podcast, part of the National Podcast Network. So, Connor McDavid. Oh, you can, I bet you this is like the TV network's Goal of the year. Oh, I yeah. personally don't think it's a goal of the year, but you know that's gonna be the goal of the year. Well, unless Connor McDavid does something else. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? Like that's why I feel too, because like people like in baseball, right? Mike Trout is the best baseball player of the 2010. Yeah. But people predict he's gonna be the best player of the 2020s as well. Like McDavid can do something crazy at the beginning of the decade, but I think he can still pull off something at near like the end of the decade as well right like i'm not saying it's a goal of the decade i'm just saying it's goal of the year well i mean like you said before right we don't know what he's gonna do tonight or the next night right like he can pull off something amazing right this guy is 22 he turns 23 in a couple of days right like i i, I we can't predict what he's gonna pull off next so it's gonna be interesting i mean that goal like when you watch that, it's like <sighs> poor Morgan Riley. I'll be honest with you. The first time I watched the goal, like very quickly, I was like, "It's okay, it's something special." And then, then when they zoom in to where his eyes are looking, I'm like, "Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's when I was like, oh, okay, this is that really filthy goal." Yeah, it's that change of speed there, right? Just that. Quick change of speed where you know he's come he he well he's coming up the ice slows down and then suddenly one two three he's past Morelli and in yeah. a touch and then does Anderson save that? 
You know what? I'm going to say no just because I don't. I feel bad for, for Hutch. He already had to deal with this. Like, he wasn't expecting to be in that game at all, right? Like, yeah. He thought, oh, you know, I will get the day off and everything, and it's going to be a good day. But, you know, I mean, Hutchison is. I don't know. He's not the long term solution. No, he isn't. But, you know, I, like, that was one of the goals of the year. What was the second goal of the year already in the first two weeks of January? Uh, uh, goalie goal is always the goalie, goal of the year for me, to be honest. Yeah. So Pecorine launches one into the empty net. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to call him a bust, but how old is Pecorine? How many 30, how many games does he have in the NHL? Thirty is he thirty six now? I can't remember. I will look it up for you. He's thirty seven. I mean, thirty seven, and how many NHL games does he have right now under his belt? He has played uh, six hundred and fifty, give or take. So it took him six hundred and fifty games to score one NHL goal. I don't know, man. That seems like a bust to me. <laughs> Okay, how many how many games will it take for you to get score in NHL? Court? I'm just trying to say that his goals per game is uh, .0015 goals per game. That's a what bust to you, me. What is your goal? What is your goals <laughs> per game? What is your goal per game? Zero divided by zero is I'm an error. <laughs> I think. I think. Pecorino is a little bit better than you. You're an, if you're an Eric, at least he has a goal. At bust territory, I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, and like, like you've noticed, like we've all seen goalies start to, like, you know, take him at the net more, especially with that two goal. If they're only if they're down by two goals, you know, they have the option of you know launching one across the ice and going for goal and. If they miss, they miss. It's not as bad. I mean... They're okay with the icing penalty. Yeah. And, like, I think... Well, I mean, the last time... Who was it? Martin Jones tried to do it? I remember seeing that one. Yeah. Where he... he uh, Instead, hit it off the... I think it was the Jackets... One of the Jackets players' backs. And it went into the net. But, you know, he still got two goals. Like, they had two-goal advantage. So, it wasn't, like, the worst thing in the world. But, you know, goalies are... They're getting a little bit better with playing the puck and... I mean, maybe it's because I watch the Leafs too much, and I also like watching football, like real football. But Footy. But the last thing I want to see is like the goalies becoming like players on offense. Do you get what I mean by that? Why? Well, they can't. They can't cross the blue line. No, but like, so okay, like in football right now, there's that big there's always that pass back where the goalies are now more becoming more like outfield players where, you know, they're involved in the buildup of the play. They're no longer restricted just to the six yard box. You see. Yeah. But that would never happen in hockey because goalies can't get past the blue line. So they're not going to be, you know, like part of the play. No, but like you've, you've seen a couple of Leafs games where, right? Like they're going up in the rush and they're like, eh, it doesn't look great. So then they pass back. Like kind of like the Man United days of yeah, like Mourinho what's wrong days. With that, of, but like the last thing I want to see are in, instead of passing it across to your defensive partner, go pass back to the goalie who then, you know, 
like you get a triangle passing, right? Like you pass left defensive pair passes to the goalie who passes to the right defensive pair type of thing. That's like the that's the one thing I don't want to see happen in the NHL right now. Because I, I don't get like, why you don't want to get it though. Like if you when when I watch the Leafs play, you see like they're they're trending that way. They're trending where like if you don't see a good option to get gain entry into the attacking zone instead of just dumping in and then going for maybe you won't get a great opportunity to get a scoring chance they'd rather just pass it back like i don't want to see pucks be recycled in the defensive end and not be pushed forward i don't want to see hockey turn into a game of back passes until it's a guaranteed offensive zone entry i'm okay with seeing like but then you get the excitement of seeing the four checker like going crazy and i don't know i enjoy that yeah, but like, like it, it makes sense to if you can involve the goalie into yeah. your build up. Um, like your your it's not really a zone entry. I mean, zone exit. But like, if you think about it, instead of going across the ice, right? If you got one four checker, if you yeah. pass it back to your goalie and the four checker gets drawn towards the goalie, you hit it. You, if you can get it to one of your defensive pair, then you're gonna have a five on four uh, zone exit. In theory, but like that, I don't want to see that. Like I, goalies, you can defend your goal, but like I see that trends that could slowly one day happen where you're going to see zone exits coming from the goalie, which you've already seen them like on the power play, right? Like they, if there's a line change happening, they shoot it to the far side, far side of the ice. There's a forwarder yeah. at the offensive blue line, like that. I'm okay with, but I don't want to see a goalie in the buildup, right? It's important for goalies to have some types of handling skills, but I don't want to see them involved in like the pass-pass plays in the defensive end. I don't know. I think you should take any advantage you get, though. Yeah, it's just, like, I'm okay. Goalies go for, you know, clearing the pucks, you know, stopping the pucks behind your net so it doesn't ring around the boards. Go for your shots, but, go, like, I think goalies have their, their skill set, and if they start getting involved into... Build offensive buildups and zone exits. I think we'll be seeing more, more of them on bloopers of them tripping over their own skates and scoring. And that's funny, club. and I enjoy that. Why, why not having that happen? Yeah, I, I just don't want to see that become the new thing where it's like so analytical, where it's like you to, to in order for you to have a good entry, you're gonna pass it back to your goalie type of thing. I don't know. I, I personally enjoy it. I think it just keeps it a little a little loose. And it's just if they embarrass like it makes goalies require an extra skill set. And I'm all for players being as skilled as possible. Yeah. I mean like we haven't seen it yet, but I can see that slowly it's like slowly moving towards that where you're gonna have goalies stick handling past players one day. I love it. Yeah, uh, I don't know how I feel about it. But you know what? Going back to Pecorine, you know, good job on scoring your first NHL goal. Uh, Bust! I'm sure he has that puck, you know, kept somewhere beside all his non-Stanley Cups. Maybe beside his uh, the conference championship pennant there. Nashville's going to oh, hang it up there as well. That's rough. That's yeah. a low blow. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, congrats to Pecorine and... Uh, you know, that's an achievement for some, some, right? Scoring a goal that, you know, not many people have done. First NHL goal? <laughs> yeah. 
trivia question for um, Nashville. So does so does the veteran of the team have to pick up the puck and hand it to the equipment manager? He is a veteran of that club. <laughs> does he skate and pick it up for himself then? Well, I I I think he was also kind of. I think it's, you're also a little sheepish of it because he was at the United Center, like. The team was like, like, like the skaters on the ice all huddled, and they wanted him to skate by the bench, you know. But I think he also realized, hey, I'm in Chicago. I want to make it out of here. So he decided not to, you know, go for that skate around to the boards of bench, which, you know, I think props. He's a classy guy. Pecorino is a classy guy. Yeah. So Jeffrey, which one is, which one is your goal of the week? Unless you have one other one in mind. I think I think that's got to be Connor McDavid. Like, I get goalie goals are rare, but, I mean, he... It wasn't like he did anything special. Like, maybe if yeah. if, if Pecorini if deked, deked, deked around a guy and unshot the puck, maybe, but, you know, he was behind the net. He was set in a shooting position, and then he just basically lofted the puck over Kirby Doc's head and scored. I like Connor McDavid actually scored against opposition, and I, I guess and he there was actually a move. It wasn't just you know he shot the puck. I think I think Connor McDavid right now he's got my goal of the year not uh, vote. How about you? No, it's Pekka Rene for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just want to see a goalie goal. I do. Have you ever scored a goalie goal in NHL? No. No. I wonder if you can. It must be hard. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I'll give it a try one time. All right. That being said, let's uh, go to break real quick, shall we? And we're back. (sighs) Jeffrey? Yeah. What is Zencaster? Can you can you tell our audience? Uh, Zencaster is a website that allows you to uh, record uh, from two different locations. And what it does is, once you finish recording, it p- p- gives you two MP3 files so that you could you know combine them together and make this podcast. Wow! Is, is that is great that, work, is Jeffrey? That, thank you. That's you a pretty on good there. one right there. I think I I'll only give myself like a six out of ten on that. I think I could have done better, but uh, it's okay, Jeffrey. Your contributions on this podcast is a ten out of ten. Thank you. Yours, I can't say ten out of ten, unfortunately, but uh, yeah. Sorry about that. That that was hurtful, Jeffrey. Those we don't use those hurtful words. Sorry about that. Anyway, you wanted to talk about some uh, three on three today. Oh my gosh! Did you watch that three on three between the Jets and the Leafs? Yes, because I'm a Leafs fan, and because you're in Winnipeg, and you're a you're a you're a hidden Jets fan. Shh! No one needs to know about that. Do your Kings fan? Do your Kings friend need to know about that? Kings ride or die, baby. Yeah, like that three on three was amazing, and I think we've had a lot of classic 
like three on three games where like you see on they're just video packs of just the full there's just a full shootout because people don't want you to make highlight packs of like doing like short 15 seconds because there's a highlight every single minute every single second of the overtime now yeah well i mean yeah i i guess that's the point um but it was such a good game like this is the prime example of why i think we need more three and three like Honestly, the shootout, I get it. It's really cool. It's kind of lost its excitement from 3-on-3, three three, to be honest. Yeah. Like, 3-on-3 three three, th- is the most exciting thing to watch in a hockey game, I think. And really, it's it's kind of sad to see if players are so tired. That's why it's like you see them, like, slowly back-checking, and you're like... And, but that was so exciting because you got two on O's, and yeah. like in your mind, that though, was so exciting. Yeah, in what your mind, it? though, you're like as a fan, you're like, "Come on, back check!" And then you realize, wait, they've already just played in. They've played sixty minutes, or like you know, twenty minutes, however many ice time. But like they played sixty minutes. Uh, they played a full hockey game already. And now you're asking them to basically backskate back and forth until someone scores in. You're like in your mind, you're telling them, "Oh, you got a four check. You got a four check. You got a back check." And then you're like, "Wait!" They're like out of breath. They can't do anything. They can only stand there and wave their sticks around. But I, I don't know. I enjoyed it though, to be honest. Like I know every game will be like that, where where Freddie answers kind of just on top of his head. Like the Jets should have scored at least half a dozen times. Let's be honest. Yeah. And did you see like the Ottawa Detroit? Overtime game. Oh, that was so sad. I genuinely felt so bad. Right, like it's. I mean, like it's the same thing. It's just chaos. It's not. It's not even a game half the time. It's. It's control. Can you even call it controlled chaos, or is it just chaos? I mean, there was no control there. Are you crazy? Yeah. Right. Like, I think that's all chaos. I think that's what people like. People like to watch chaos. Definitely. Yeah, so I think it's... I don't know. I think with... Well, first off, I was just wondering, do NHL players have a shootout song? Like in baseball where they have a walk-up song. Do they have a shootout song before they go... Because I know... I heard there's music played before they get to the puck, and once they hit the puck, you know, the music stops, which is, you know, typical NHL. But I think... Each player have their own shootout song. I think if you're like pretty close with the AV guy maybe yeah I, I think well I don't know I think it's maybe it is a thing but I kind of want to go back and there haven't been many shootouts anymore with 3 on 3 overtime but it'd be interesting to actually see like do teams like do players actually have like their own it, it just makes sense I would think right like t- when you come in like hey what's your shootout song right like they'll yeah. play it. and I mean grand like, song whatever yeah, and like granted, there aren't many, you know, players. Like, there's not a variety of players that go out for the shootout, right? Like, yeah, most of the times it's over by round three or four, right? But like, you need to have everyone's song though, just in case, like, the manager, like the the head coach decides to change it up a little, right? Like, let's be honest here: if you look, if you weren't a big hockey person, you were just looking at the stats, you wouldn't have thought Jason Spezza would be taking the shootout. Yeah, and. I think it. I think it'd be a cool idea if it's not a right thing. I don't know. I I haven't like investigated, but I, I think it just makes sense for you know, 
players to have their own shootout hype hype song before they like get consider a penalty shot or, or even like a penalty well a penalty shot I guess is a little bit different but like for a shootout it's a little bit more controlled you can kind of like quickly get the player player down but like yeah I don't know I think three on three we we need to see a bit more like would you extend it to six like how could you I say 10 minutes is that what you want to see I say 10 minutes because then by the end you're gonna have you can't be cycling through two lines like they do now yeah but like if it's 10 minutes long it's like you're gonna see like I I I don't I can I can live with not having a shootout anymore to be honest yeah but my my only worry is that like you're gonna get to that stage where either you have you like your you're gonna have players just sitting on the bench for 10 minutes or you're going to see Frederick Gauthier trying to play three-on-three hockey. Like I want to see that. But like I, that loses its, its, its appeal. I think five minutes is like a perfect amount in the sense like you'll be able to see like all the star players for at least but two like, shifts. But okay, so you, you would just have Freddie Gauthier, nothing against him, be honest, like nothing wrong. Um, but he's just sitting on the bench the entire time anyways. No, but like right. if it goes to shootout, he's just sitting on the bench regardless, right? Like he's not the top, he's not in the top three in the shootout order. Let's be honest. Yeah, I know, but I think it would just be nice. It, it's it's almost like a benching. It's like oh, you're not good enough for three or three. Like I think five minutes is good enough where you know you just cycle through your six forwards, three defensemen. But and it's only a benching if everyone. it's only a benching if the player feels it's a benching. I don't think the player does really feel it's a benching to be honest. I think it's just I don't want to see, you know, you go through all your forwards and defensemen in the like three out three overtime because I don't think all these players are suited for the overtime, and I think you lose the appeal of three and three overtime when you get to every, when you have to go through everyone in your lineup type of thing. Well, I don't think I don't think in most cases it would go through the entire lineup because like think about how a few games go to shootout now, right? I would yeah, say maybe an extra two minutes would probably solve, I'd say, 90% of the games. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, but I think Cause as you five get, is just... Because yeah. as you get tired, you get sloppier, right? Yeah, five is just a solid number, I think. Five, yeah, five is a good number, I'll tell you that much. But yeah, I'd like to I see think, it more. Yeah, well, I mean, you'll get to watch it during the All-Star game, I guess. <sighs> That's, no. The All-Star Did game is, the- no. Did you see the All Star jerseys? I think everyone's thrown shade at them already. They're pretty ugly. See, I, like I, I've had a new revelation with jerseys. I think you can you can like talk crap about the jersey when you see it for the first time, but until you see it actually on the ice, um, then you can finally like make a judgment on it, like. The Winter Classic, you know, the jerseys were fine when they first revealed them. But then when I was watching the Winter Classic, the Dallas Stars, why? It looked like they were wearing, if you, okay, if you, I don't know, you didn't watch the Winter Classic, right? No. Okay, I want you to pull up the, like a, a picture of the Dallas Stars, like maybe Corey Perry walking back. Oh, no, yeah, I've seen, I've seen like, the jerseys. Yeah, but have you seen their hockey pants? It looks like they're wearing nudes, new tights, basically. I mean, like you know those like, like those those shaping underwears, like nude color shaping underwear. Yeah, I see. That's it. what they look I'm like. I'm okay with it. I'm not. I'm not. Not a fan, but I don't hate it either. Like, 
like that's why I can't judge jerseys anymore, right? You gotta see the full thing. And that green with the nude shaping underwear, that's what I'm gonna call it. It's not even hockey fans. It's literally shaping underwear. That's what it looks like. Like maybe I think Maybe we have to hold reserve on what we think about the All-Star jerseys. Maybe they'll look great when they're actually on players and with the rest of the equipment they look cool. But our preliminary judgment is that they're not great. But I don't think you can make a final judgment until we see the full picture when they uh, step on the ice. Yeah. But you know what I am a fan of? What? Uh... The Jets and their jerseys. Honestly, the Heritage Classic jerseys from this year mm-hmm. are beautiful. A and they released the yeah. um, indigenous styled logos for practice, I believe, and the Manitoba Moose are going to use them um, for a game because they were not an approved third jersey, and those are beautiful. And it's a great yeah. like callback to the indigenous population of Manitoba. And I love it. Like it's kind of out there with the color. I'll be honest with you. It's like very colorful, but it's a, it's a Jersey or a, even a practice Jersey. Right. So like who really even really cares if it's colorful. You got know I me, mean, Jeffrey? Yeah. Like if you haven't seen them before, like they look, they look like they're, they're from like another age. Like, like the 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 stylistic and the color schemes, they look really cool. Like they're very out there. Um, the Jets are only gonna be wearing them during their pregame skate, as you said before. They're not approved as third jerseys, but like, why couldn't they just say, you know, like if this game will, if January seventeenth was like a Heritage Classic, that could be approved as a jer- like a jersey type. I, would I don't say, think right? they pre-approved it to be honest. With you. I think that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of big fan of the jersey, the Heritage Classic jersey. Oh my god, it's beautiful. Yeah, and like I think it's important to you know reflect back on the indigenous culture in Winnipeg and well, just in Canada in general. I think where you look at how important indigenous cultures were in the very beginning in Canada, and just how we need to like remind ourselves about the indigenous culture. So I think the Jets are. You know they've they've taken a leap forward. They've taken a step in the right direction, and I mean, I I hope we see some of this happen with the other Canadian teams. Like, I'm not sure if copying would be the right thing, but just having some type of reflection and recognition of the indigenous cultures where um, these teams are, I think, would be very important. And I'm I feel like they they have done things. Maybe we don't know about it, but like. I think it's a big step forward for Jets to publicly put this out there. Jets and the Manitoba Moose. So, one last thing before we um, before we have Jeffrey's little games for me. Is Austin Matthews a generational scorer? Or on the pace of being a generational scorer? What, like, Ovechkin... You would say is a generation scorer, right? Yeah, is that what you're? Ovechkin is is a generational scorer. That's correct. I would say See. Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky is definitely a generational scorer. Um, I'd say Crosby is generational scorer. Do you mean by score like just for goals? Do you consider assist at all? Uh, I'd consider both. 
So, like point getter, basically. Yeah. Or, yeah. I'd say Stamkos could be argued as a generational scorer. Do you consider McDavid as a generational scorer? I'd say he's on the path to be a generational scorer. I think the one thing that McDavid, like with Matthews, he I think he's he could be on the track to become a generational scorer. Um, I think you can't lump him in with Ovechkin just yet, though. Okay. Like, thing is with Ovechkin, right? He started off his career with like fifty goal seasons. Yeah. And you know, right now, uh, like Matthews has been on like a, if not for injuries, he would be on like a forty goal pace. This year, he's on a. I don't even know what pace he's on. Is he like a 60 goal pace, maybe? Okay, but my, my argument is my argument would be we knew very I'd say Ovechkin is on the same boat as McDavid is right now, where it's just like pretty sure he is going to be a generational scorer. Right? And we we're like pretty sure about it, but someone like um Matthews, we're not a hundred percent sure about it. So like the bar is a little lower here, right? From what we're not saying is Matthew's a for sure generational. We're saying is he's probably or he might be. So the bar is a little lower here, isn't it? I think so, but I think to be considered a generational scorer, you have to hit. If you're counting both goals and assists, I think you have to hit a hundred points. I think that's the bare minimum. And but you have to do that how the league time. is trending with scoring going down has it really I, I feel like scoring has gone up like goalies no longer mean as much as they did before do they but like if you look at their salaries I feel like they're going up as a percentage of cap hit right well I, I think that's Carey Price's fault I don't think that's because people I think I think if you're looking for a generational score, someone who can get you, someone who gets you like 90, 100 points, like even I'm lowering it now from 100 to 90, but like if you, you're putting up like 90 to 100 points or more, I think that's where you consider them as a generational score. And, you know, Matthews, he's on, he, he's on pace to become a talent like that, but he's not there just yet, like a McDavid. Like a yeah, like but a is he, so is he Stamkos, on the yeah. pace of being there though? I think he's on the de- right development path, but he's not currently on pace. Okay, so he has to like step it up. Yeah, like I'll, I, I think he's just below the hundred point pace right now, so he might be. But I mean, knock on wood, he's an injury away from not being on that hundred point pace. Okay. Yeah, but you know, interesting thing to like consider, I guess. All right, with that being said, Jeffrey, uh, what do you got? So, because we uh, didn't release an episode last week. Why uh, did we, we, Jeffrey? Well, you know, I love Apple. And sometimes I don't remember my, uh, like, I okay, I'm a PC guy originally. And the one thing I don't really like is uh, I have a Mac. 
but I don't really use it uttered besides just as a Mac, just like as a computer. So I didn't really remember signing up for Apple. So when GarageBand went finicky on us, um, I didn't know how to do anything about it. So it took me a while to figure it out. But, you know, that's why you're getting uh, two episodes this week to listen to. And Ooh. if you've listened to our first, if you listen to our first episode, because it's the start of a new decade, you know, 2020, we're uh, playing a new game of 20 questions, and that game is called Name That Player. So, you know, we, it's kind of hard to say it last week, but for some people, you might be just be hearing the, our last week's episode now. But um, basically, what we've been doing is uh, basically I have a player in mind related to the number 20. Um, and Alston has the chance to ask yes or no questions until he guesses this person correctly. So to make it a little bit easier on Alston, because Alston isn't the greatest at trivia, he we have four clues. That is very much so. Yeah, we have four clues. Each clue is worth two of the questions of his twenty questions, and he also gets some major clues that they're worth five questions. So. In the spirit of us releasing two episodes this week, Alston is going to have to answer, uh, play this game of name that player, and he has to guess two players that are related to the number 20. But unfortunately, he only gets his t- the same 20 questions again. He doesn't get more because there's two players. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll lower the stakes on... We'll, lo- we'll lower the stakes on the major clues. The major clues will only cost you... Uh, Let's say three questions instead of the usual five. We'll make a change of the rules for today. All right, all right, all right. All right. So these players that uh, – do you need to grab a pen or something just to mark down which questions you've had also? going to write this down. One sec. Okay. No cheating. I only cheat. All right. So these two players as your starting clue, the reason why they're related to the, the number 20 is because – um, they led the NHL one year with 20 fighting majors. They tied each other with 20 fighting majors that season. And you're not giving me the season? Nope. Okay. So you have 20 questions. You've got four available clues worth two questions each. And you've got two major clues, one for each player. Um and those ones normally there were five but this week they're only going to be worth three since you only get 20 questions still so 20 questions for two players yes and they led the league in fights yes okay so let me give you a second no cheating no cheating my friend you can't no searching up just you can just you can take it out like a notepad I am eco-friendly. No, no. You can use notes on your computer, but I don't want to see you uh, searching up on the internet. You kind of... It's like elementary school. We need to block your internet. All right. Boomer. Okay, boomer. Um, Okay, so did they lead the league in fights in the last five years? No, ten years. Ten years. Yes. Within 10 years. Uh, was it within the last five years? No. So between five and 10. Okay. So are they still active right now? 
No. Not active. So goons within. We're always getting fights. Are they Eastern Conference players? Yes. And oh, okay, that's a tr- that's a hard question. So one of them's Eastern, one because, Western. No, it's a hard question in the sense that you can play for multiple teams. Someone got traded. So from an East to a West. Okay. Well, okay. I'll, okay. Also, I'll, I'll I'll tell you this. Okay. Yeah. In your career, you can play for Eastern teams and Western teams, but you can't be considered an Eastern player or a Western player. Yeah. So, but for that year, were the Eastern players? Is that what you're asking? That year, let's say it's year 2020. Were they like playing for an Eastern team or a Western team? It's gotta be a yes or no question. What? You have to ask a yes or no question. It can't be. You you just, literally just have to say that they play for Eastern. Oh, teams okay. That were season. they for that year? Did they play on Eastern teams? Yes. Okay. Four questions. Four questions down. Sixteen left. You've got all four clues and your two major clues left. Fuck. Um. Give me a clue. Their one fight, I think this is the only fight they've ever been in together, was on December 5th, 2013. It gives you a little bit of a timeline, I guess, right? Like, you kind of know, like, they were active in 2013. You know that they play, they led, well, th- doesn't necessarily mean they didn't play recently, but that they led the NHL in fights sometime between five or ten to ten years ago. And you know they fought each other in 2013. So you know they're active around that time. Were they... Is the year we're talking about 2013? No. <laughs> okay, so between so, 2010 and 2015 and not 2013. So it's 2010, 11... So, 12, 14, 15, or 14. So that's, I think that's seven questions, right? Yeah. You got three clues and two major clues. Give me a major clue. No, you got to use, okay, you got to use up your clues first. Yeah, give me a major clue, I'm saying. You'll use up your little clues. Why? Because I said so. <laughs> because Why can I choose which, because the, why can I choose what? No. You have you have those the major clues are the ones where like. Why can I use a major clue when I want to use a major clue? Okay, when you use the major clue last week, it kind of gives you the player automatically. Yeah, so. <laughs> but it doesn't always give you. Well, like it makes it too obvious. So, like, fine, we'll make a new. We have to use at least oh two my mini God. clues. Okay, give me a mini clue. clue. Give me a mini clue. In that season where they led the NHL with twenty fighting majors. Similar to the year thing, right? They finished top 10 in PIMS, but they didn't finish top 5 in penalty minutes that season. That is such a, that's such a useless... And you look, I see that giant grin on your face. You know that you're just like messing with me now. Okay, the next two, the next two small clues to do are a little bit more helpful, but you know, you're, you're nine questions in now. Give me a major clue. Okay, one of these players, after the fight on December 5th, 2013, after they fought each other, one of those players had a little bit of an accident um, 
with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay, you're gonna have to define what an accident is. Like, like did they like? That's just the clue. Did they like slip and fall in like the dressing room? Did they eat something wrong? Get food poisoning? Like, accident is such a vague thing. He 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 did slip. He did slip. He had an accident with uh, involving the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay. He slipped. He did slip. Well, I mean, it, it's controversial if he slipped or if he didn't slip. Ooh, 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 ooh. Actually, I think I know. I think I, I was looking this up for something else. Okay, why are you looking stuff up? Come on. It's something Cheater. else, like, like, like last episode, a couple episodes ago. Um, okay, so that's 12 questions. You have eight left. Two mini clues and one major clue. Oh, oh, oh. I remember, I remember when I got this. Okay. Was, okay, don't judge. Was one of their wives on Hockey Wives? Because I remember looking at the sub when I was looking at Ryan Miller. And I, yes. he was a goon. Okay, so is it Colt? Is it, no, Colton. It's Martin? 13. It's 13. You've used 13 questions. It, I, wait. Yes, 13. Is it Colton or that's my phone on there? No. Fuck. Was Colton or play fun hockey wives? Was Sheldon Surrey's my phone there? Yes, I think I know who one is. Now, who would he be fighting in that timeline? So I'm not typing in. My hands are here, Jeffrey. Okay. Um, yeah, we we we've included Skype into this. Jeffrey, give another hint. So okay. Know. Give me a hint on the player that wasn't whose wife wasn't on Hockey Wives. In the next game after the December fifth fight, he had a he has accident with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay, you can't just repeat a hint and give me count that as a hint. No, I'm talking about that's the guy that wasn't on Hockey Wives. Oh my god, these are okay. some bullshit okay. ones. I'll, I'll give you the major clue. Okay. I'll give you the second major clue okay. for the second guy. He appeared on Hockey Wives. I don't watch Hockey Wives. I don't Because I think I know but who you one just asked is. Him Hockey Wives. I think I know who one is. Did the player, the first player, Leave the NHL at one point to play in the German Hockey League near the end of his career. Yes. Is he Brandon Prost? Yes, that's one of the guys. Okay. So that's so that's I think that's I can't. Okay, I lost count. I think four. I think you used like fourteen, yeah. maybe or fifteen. Sure. Okay. Okay. So okay. Brandon so, Prost. So we have you have two mini clues left. You the the major clue would. The, but the hockey wives, you already got that. So. Yeah, okay, the clues are fucking useless. Uh, no, they were. They're, they're fucking pure useless. Hockey wives. They're, so Brandon, specific. Oh. they're so specific. They're so specific. Um, they're specific to the players. You might as well just say this guy had chicken parm for lunch on the on the fourth Tuesday of February, and I'd be like, "Okay, cool." But that's specific to the player, right? Yeah, you can also say you can also say he has exactly four hundred and thirty-three thousand kilometers on his car right now. Which, first off, awesome. But no one knows that. Some people do. Um, have, I'll give you six more questions. Okay. You have two mini clues left. Is this player play in the? Did he play in the Atlantic Division? Yes. Five questions left. Of the team, of the stand, if we look at the standings from last end of last season, was he in top two teams? 
Can you say that again? So if we look at the standings from last season. Yes. In the Atlantic Division, because we agreed he was in the Atlantic Division. Um, yes. Well, he, he played. In, he played in the Atlantic Division. Yeah, that's what that he said. That doesn't mean he was always in the Atlantic that's fine. Division. Was he in the teams that were in the top two positions? So, what were the standings of the Atlantic Division last year? Uh, Tampa, Boston, Toronto, Florida. Was it Florida? No, March. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Was he on Tampa or Boston? Yes, he was. Okay. So, that's so four questions. Who used to play in Tampa and Boston? Goons. 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 Twenty thirteen. You got two mini clues sure. left. Well, actually, no. You have you have four questions left, so you have two mini clues left. Yeah, so screw the mini clues. Both I'm not using the clues. Screw them. Why did that one kind of helpful? Did he play on the Tampa? Other one's not that great. No. Okay, so he played on Boston. So three left. Boston, 2012-2013. Right? 2012, 2013? Or 2014, 2015? Fuck. I just know it's not 2013. That's all I know. Or 2010, 2011. Him and Brandon Press fought on December 5th, I don't know who fought on a random game in the middle of I don't know who was, who was playing. Uh, and he had he had a accident the next in the next game involving the Pittsburgh Penguins. I don't know. It was Boston. And Brandon Press was, I'm guessing, playing for the Rangers, man? So Rangers Boston. Okay, Boston, who do they have good? Is this player still playing? I'm gonna be nice and not answer that question because you already answered that you are asked that question. Oh yeah, the neither of them are still playing, so it's not Zidane Chara. Um, so you I'll let you I'll let that slide. I'll pretend I didn't hear that. Okay, so who was a good Yeah, three questions left. You got two clues. You could, you, you. Could, I'll give you the more helpful one. No, no, because I have two questions left. I'm gonna save these. For how I want to use them smartly. You've got three questions here. Um, oh, ooh, did he have an A on his sweater? Uh, that's gonna take some sh- searching. Uh. I'm Think about some other questions. Uh, I'll get back to you. <sighs> oh, um, fuck. Was he drafted in the first three rounds? Uh, do you, Do you want to wait for the uh, the alternate captain's ring first, or do you want to use that question? Uh, first? Screw it. We're not going to use the alternate captain. You're taking too long. Okay. Um. No. Was he drafted in the first three rounds? No. Was he drafted? Yes. I think I know who it is. So you have one question left. I think I know who he is. Um, is he in his 40s now? Okay. <laughs> Give me a sec on that one, too. Is he in his um, 40s? If he's in his 40s, I know who it is. Please hold. Oh, no. <sighs> Wait, what did you say? You said if he was in his 40s, you would know? Yeah. Yes. Is it Sean Thornton? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, your clues are fucking useless. I'll be honest with you. Your clues are actually so okay, useless. No, the clues They're so useless. Okay. I don't even know what, what accident did he have. I still don't know what accident he had. Uh, He landed on Brooks Orpik's head. I don't even and know he got that. Suspended for, 
Remember, he got suspended for 15 games for knee, like he he slammed Brooke no. Orpitt's head into the into the ice. Nope. It was a big thing, and I'm surprised you didn't know that. But yes, the two in 2011-2012, Brandon Press and Sean Thornton <laughs> led the NHL with 20 fighting majors each. And that is our episode. Our, that is our segment. Name that player. All right. Uh, once again, also needed all twenty questions because of course uh, it doesn't matter. I got it though. Yeah, and you know the clues were helpful. Uh, the can I give you the with the other? Here's the other two the mini clues. The last professional season for both players was 2016, 2017. Oh, that, that would have helped. Yeah, that would have helped. Uh, they were both drafted by Canadian teams. Yeah, I have no clue. Because uh, Sean Thornton was drafted in the seventh round in 1997 by your Toronto Maple Leafs. Who was Brandon Frost drafted by? Uh, the Flames. Oh, really? He played for the Flames first. And then he went to the Habs, went to the Yotes, played with the Rangers, um, Vancouver, and then went PTO to, with the Leafs. And then went to the German Elite League. Nürnberg. Yeah, Nuremberg Tigers or something. Yeah. And then... Sean Thornton played for the Hawks, played for the Ducks, Bruins, Panthers, right? Like, you can't say if they're Eastern guys or Western guys when, you know, they play all over the league, so. All right. I know Austin, you're going to head out somewhere. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts? Um, love y'all. And um, Jeffrey's clues are literal garbage. Um, my clues are great. Uh. You still got got it in the end. Uh, I don't know how much that was from luck. Uh, I think sure if you clues- told me the clues and I wasted those questions on clues, I would have been like, I have no clue who these people are. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes next week. We'll see how it goes next week. All right. And to our listeners, hopefully uh, you enjoyed this double, I don't know, two episodes this week because last week we had some trouble with our editing. But I uh, hope, you, hope you guys enjoy both episodes. Let us know if you guys like our name that player segment. I know Austin loves it. Right now, he's uh, there's something I can't say what he's doing. Or I'm giving say. Jeffrey the finger right now. Yeah, he, uh, let's we'll be appropriate here. I know we're explicit podcast, but we'll be appropriate. Um, but yeah, hopefully our edits will be all fine this week, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Ah. Thanks for listening to the Back Fucks Podcast, part of the National Podcast Network. You want to complain about us? You can tweet us at BOP underscore POD on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.